0: Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I am so excited because I get to talk to the leader of our network today. <laughs> like somehow we made it to over 200 episodes and never had Felice Grewitz on this show before, and I'm really excited. We got her nailed down and we're going to talk today. So uh, Felice is the most inspiring woman. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to her podcast, it's Vintage Homeschool Moms, and she just has all kind of interviews, but she also has an inspirational podcast, so I'll get her to talk about that. What, what The way we got started podcasting is I was with Kim and Sabrina at the Beloved 2 to 1 conference uh, a few years back. And Felice came walking up to me and said, we need a high school podcast. And she's the kind of person you say, okay. <laughs> people tell me I could sell water to a
1: fish and I never think of myself as a salesperson at all, Vicky. Yeah. But when I see something I want, you know, I've 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 said that to so many people and most people don't say okay. So <laughs> I was really blessed. Oh, gosh. I am delighted to be on this show, Vicki, and I am so happy to have you guys on because I was really captivated by, um, you know, what you guys stood for with Seven Sisters Homeschool Curriculum and then meeting Kim and Sabrina as well as yourself. It was really wonderful, and and we did. We really needed a high school curriculum. You had come across on my, you know, Facebook feed several times, and I had heard of you guys. And so you were one of the people that I, I had purpose to meet at that conference. So yeah, it was wonderful.
0: So we kept running into each other in elevators, right? Like you and Kim Kotster, I think it was. Yes. It, then it just it just was one of those times where this is not something you say no to, not because you were forceful, it was because you were saying what needed to happen. And it just, the Holy Spirit really agreed in our hearts. So anyway that's so fun so felice tell everybody a little bit about your cool homeschool family
1: well i have five children i thought anyone who had more than two was just nuts so the lord uh, changed my heart along the way and i always say my three youngest have kept me young uh, totally homeschooled from, uh, gosh, I want to say 1986, I believe. And I ended uh, about three years ago. So I have two college kids still. Mm-hmm. Um, I call it in my Elizabethan years. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, they keep me young. And so we, we continued our homeschool journey through the years with having teenagers in the house and babies and just working out, you know, the details of a busy homeschool life and also running a business, which I started when I was pregnant with my third child. And I thought, you know, the timing is really off here, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I had already started before I was pregnant. And so it just had a lot of hands on deck. My children learned to pitch in with everything. And it just has worked out. So Media Angels was the company I created. And was on a speaking circuit for probably about eleven, twelve years, going to some homeschool conferences, mostly locally, and then of course the state conference. And then when I really felt like the kids needed me home more so than I, I vanity uh had a <laughs> my vain folder of invites to homeschool conferences Mm -hmm. and I just used to file them. And finally I said to the Lord, you know, what do you want me to do here? And our books were carried at that point at a lot of homeschool conferences by vendors. Mm -hmm. And I really felt that I needed to do something online. So I, I ended up uh, taking over the ultimate homeschool conference and did that for a while. Mm -hmm. And then this podcast idea came to me. And so I, I run everything by my husband been because he grounds me (laughs) 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 now what (laughs) usually starts with something like that but no um we've been married 41 years so Mm -hmm. praise god for that um but he and i talked about it and he goes i think this is your best idea yet and so i picked up the phone called a lot of my friends had some people who said no but I really prayed about who to ask, Vicki. So even though I came up to you, I really felt, like you said, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I'm always open to hearing if people, any, any of your listeners have a podcast idea, you know, Felice at MediaAngels.com, shoot me an email. Mm-hmm. But I really pray and seek the Lord, and he ends up sending me people. And so the network has been wonderful. And then vintage homeschool moms was one of those outcrops of, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? And I felt like I had a lot of experience as a homeschool mom, you know, here, and I was never afraid to say, this is what I did wrong. And I'm going to share some of those (laughs) (laughs) stories with you in a little bit um, about getting
0: out of my own way and encouraging my children. So you guys have been around for a long time now. Then you've got your kids all graduated from homeschooling and then the last couple in, in college and along the way, you've also helped other homeschool moms, which I think is what we're talking about with Titus too, is we're investing in the next generation of moms through the podcast or the things that you write and share. So anyway, we were going to talk about um, how we can invest in our teens, some of the life skills that they need. And sometimes our ideas don't quite line up to the way kids are, and how we get out of our own way to make that happen. So one of my favorite things is storytelling. And so, Felice, you have so many kids, like like I do. We have plenty of stories to share. So tell us about a story about a time where things didn't work so well? Uh, Where should I begin?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I came from a family of immigrants. So my parents Mm -hmm. came um, over from Italy. And, you know, I grew up in a very close-knit family community. And when I, um, you know, was in school and so forth, my mother really encouraged me. And they always told me that, you know, America was the land of the free. You could do anything you wanted. And they encouraged the college. My dad, not so much, but my mother did. Mm-hmm. And so I was one of the first college graduates. So that was kind of stuck in my head. And so when I began homeschooling, I ran into a wall with children that struggled academically. My oldest was speech delayed. I had some. Dyslexics thrown in the mist, and Mm -hmm. lo and behold, uh, my major was elementary ed with a certification in learning disabilities and early childhood education. (laughs) But I am very stubborn, and I hired tutors and had my poor kids tested to death and found out you know that the remediation we were taught in school which was teaching to their deficits Uh you worked on their strengths but you didn't really fix anything yeah and so it was more of accommodation uh would be a better description so i was kind of thinking oh well you know i'm going to just kind of go with the flow here and not overly stress the you know we have to read at this point and And my sister-in-law was homeschooling, praise God for that. So she would read every book known to man on homeschooling, which I avoided. And so then she would tell me things that she learned. And so I stopped recreating school in the home Mm -hmm. and started working more on unit studies, which is how I came to write unit studies, because that allowed my children to learn at their own pace, as well as get into really deep subjects. And science was something that they were both fascinated with. Yeah. So going with the scientific approach, which was a lot of thinking, a lot of questions. But at that point, I was thinking there's no way that either of them will, will really want to go to college. Of course, my uh, second oldest completed college in three years with magnum cum laude, and then fourth child, just graduated, poor thing, uh, graduated from home because of the whole virus situation. Oh, yes, right. So uh, she didn't want to graduate as a high schooler from homeschool, even though we had a big group and everything, but she told me she'd graduate for college and walk, uh, which she did not, <laughs> because uh-huh. there was no walking. Don't worry, I still bought her a cap and gown and made her walk, which was hilarious. Um <laughs> And so she graduated even higher with summa cum laude. And so we ended up learning to fix their issues and it took a lot of one-to-one, a lot of, you know, me researching and remediation and so forth, but It's such a blessing because they have outperformed anything I thought they possibly could. And actually, Annie's finishing up. She's got a grad school program that she's in. Mm -hmm. And so she's getting her master's. But so the mistakes I made, first of all, were trying to recreate school at home. And then the Mm -hmm. second was the kids that didn't want to go to college. So that was child number one, Mm -hmm. child number three. And my third child was really gifted in the ability to look at something and find a fix for it. So he's my child that fixed my Cuisinart mixer with an $8 part that he ordered online. My goodness. Yes. And I I thought I was trashing a $300 mixer, you know, but he was really cute. He goes, I think he was all of like 12. Oh my gosh. And he said to me, well, the piece is only $8 mom, but my service charge is 99. (laughs) (laughs) well fast forward he's now 25 he did not go to college even though he was my six foot two lefty pitcher and Mm. and colleges wanted him and he just really is business minded yeah so I had to step out of his way because you know I encouraged his skills you know and I told my husband I said the first two children always were and there's a big gap so Mm -hmm. Christina, um, between Christina and and Nicholas, I believe there's 12 years, and between my oldest and my third child is 14 years. Uh-huh. So there is a big gap there, and so. The first two were always very ambitious and would talk about doing things. The last three actually did them. Uh-huh. So we had to be very careful in how we encouraged because I'd come home and I would see them actually trying to build a bridge across the pond, getting my father, you know, who at that point was in his 70s, driving them to go get cement to actually put pilings in.
0: And I said, what are you
1: doing, daddy? You know. And, He's, you know, he's like, well, you know, Nicola here, you know, Nicholas was named after my father, Nick. Yeah. And he would just say in Italian, he would start telling me, my grandson asked me to go get him cement. Well, of course I did. <laughs> so we had to temper things with that child. But just lately, he purchased, he buys things at auction. This is not his, he works in construction with my husband, but um, he buys things at auction and he fixes them and resells them. So he just took a wreck truck and I believe he made something like $12,000 in six months. Uh-huh. So he's the one that I just argued, cajoled, come on, you know, you could be pitching on a college level. You really need to go to college. You really should do this. And don't you want that piece of paper? And that's exactly what he said. He said, mom, I'm going to probably go into business. You know, I'll work with dad for a while, which he still Um, He doesn't love construction, but, you know, it's interesting to see your children kind of blossom.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's where I had to say, okay, every child does not need to go to college, even though it was very revered in my family because my parents did not go. Yeah, And so it was elevated to the point where I had to look at it and say, can I stand down? And I actually had a pastor. (laughs) We're Catholic. and, And we have this wonderful priest that comes to our house. He's an Irishman. And he's always hands-on. He'll borrow th- machinery from my husband. One time he gave me one of those, I don't know, nail guns or something um, after church. And people were like looking at me. And <laughs> I'm like looking and saying, going, yeah, not me at all here. But, um, but he just looked at me and he said to me, why are you standing in his way? And that made me realize that I was. Yeah, You know, um, we want to encourage, because we want what's
0: best for our children, don't we, Vicki? Right, and we know what's best, right? Right. Like, (laughs) it's so hard being a mom and you see things in your young people and you know what's best for them, we think anyway, and God leads them in a different way. So how were you able to stand back and let that young man take a business avenue and leave his baseball and college abilities to the side and just develop what was in his heart. How did you do that?
1: Uh, first of all, like I said, Father Toner was a big part. I uh-huh. because uh-huh. he's a no not, uh, you know, English yeah. and all. Yeah. Yeah. And so he really took me to task on that. And, you know, it was interesting hearing his perspective of it. Uh-huh. And then You know, Nicholas ended up working with Jeff. That's my husband and his business. And their work is dangerous. They do a lot of uh, new construction, rough carpentry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, whatever he touches, he does well. I mean, Jeff Uh kept coming home and telling me how gifted he was and how good he did. And I think, you know, sometimes we don't spend the time because we're so busy. And especially with, uh, you know, my writing and podcasting and blogging. One of the things that I did was I, I would sit back and watch my kids. Cause we spent a lot of time at practice fields. I was the mommy who always took him to practice yeah. and I started watching my son. And one thing that was a wake up call, one of the coaches owned a landscaping business and he had very high end tools. And he was talking about how one of his weed eaters or something was broken. And I see my son going up to him and talking to him. And the next thing I know, we're taking this stinky gas thing. out. <laughs> and I said, what do we do? He goes, oh, we have the same one. Because my husband always liked the high end, you know, being uh-huh. construction. You don't buy yeah. junk. Because then you can yeah. fix it. And Nick fixed it, like, in 20 minutes. Went and had to buy mm-hmm. some part. And mm-hmm. then called the guy up. And he came with his trailer and brought, like, three more thing. And and so here this kid is, I don't know, 14, 15, maybe playing baseball and started fixing different people's things. And so this is the other thing he called um, one of the repair places and said, I have this tool and how much would it cost me to fix? This is what's wrong with it. And so the man told him whatever astronomical price. And, you know, my son came up with like a one fourth price, you know, like maybe $25 or I don't even, Uh and These people were delighted. Sure. So I finally said, okay, I said, we're going to do this huge track. And Carol Topp, who's also one of my podcasters, she has this wonderful business course. Mm -hmm. So I called her up and I said, girlfriend, I need your business course. Uh (laughs) And so she sent it to me. And so we went through that and I started going through aspects of business. So we added that because, of course, I wasn't ready to let go of, yeah, we still need to do four sciences and four labs Uh and... You know all the math, and um, and I wish I hadn't, um, because that was a lot of burden on him, to have to you know get through. But then again, there were some courses that he absolutely loved. Like for example, Jay Jay Wiley um, had published a course on I think Sherry Seligson wrote it. It's an oceanography course, and that was oh,
0: yeah. and Nick yeah. loves
1: and Nick loves yeah. to fish, so he kept coming out of his room going. We need to read this as a family later, yeah. you know, like right. things that, and that's what, what you want. Yes, You want your children to be so excited by what they're learning that they have to come share it with you. So that was the thing that when I started observing my children, I was really shocked. My youngest continues to shock me. I, are you ready for another quick little story here? I don't know where we are on time, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, my girls always tell me because I have boy, girl, boy, girl, boy. And and my girls always tell me that they're perfect, like Mary Poppins in every way. <laughs> I have to say, both Christina and Annie have never given me one second worth of, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? My boys, on the other hand, Neil, Nicholas, and Michael all have given me that. So Mike was my early reader. Taught himself at four years old because he couldn't wait around for mommy to teach him. So he picked it up. Uh-huh. yeah. And I kept saying, "This child's brilliant. This child's brilliant." So of course he's the baby in the family, and the older ones are going to just pound it out of him. <laughs> you know, it's like we're not going to. Your mom, you're exaggerating. Well, he ended up finishing college. He would have been done about three years early, but he sat me down and said, "I want to be a kid, and I want to play baseball."
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: and so you're not rushing me through high school oh so I said okay I said so let's look at your courses and he and and Annie actually they're two years apart but they're really good all my kids are really good friends I have to say that's wonderful yeah and so they took some college courses here locally for the dual enroll credit while well, he could still play high school baseball here and he did get the baseball scholarship. So and got a softball scholarship. So they both played collegiate sports. And so he came home his first year of college and said, "Well, I need to tell you something. Apparently, he had always wanted to go into the army, unbeknownst to us. Uh, uh-huh. And so he had checked into, can I still play baseball and?" do all that the Army requires you to do in high school, in college. And so we had to stay, so I, it's his life, mm-hmm. you know, Vicki, I am, you know, I'm very thankful to the military and protections of our country. Mm-hmm. I just never, you know, as a mom again. Sure. Sure. you yeah. know, with a son, who then decides that he tells me, I, I, they call it on the need-to-know basis. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so, um, you know, he sh- slowly tells me little things about, you know, and and I just say to him, you know, whatever, whatever you do, I'm just going to pray. And of course, our yeah. neighbor's an army veteran who has a lot of, he apparently took Michael aside and really told him some of the horrors of what he went through. I have a brother-in-law who's a Green Beret and applauded Michael for consideration of his service. So that was really difficult. And um, he will actually graduate this year. Uh, He just turned 20, but he's going to stay and uh, get a master's uh, Um, before he enlists, and then he'll be an officer. But I, I think God gives us these children I always call it like on loan, right? Yes. It gives us these children and we do the best we can with what we have. And so, so much of the time, in fact, I did a podcast about the shock of that. And one of my um, listeners said to me, you know, when I saw this, I was thinking that you had interviewed someone. <laughs> <laughs> they know it's like real life with Felice Gerwitz. Yeah. But I think that, you know, if we, if we look at things and say, okay, Lord, even when we're working with our children and trying to encourage them and looking at ways that we can help them be successful, it's really coming alongside them yeah. more so than putting up the roadblocks because I could, I could have pitched a fit and then said, you know, no, I don't want you to and blah, 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 blah. I mean, what good is that going to do? And it's going to alienate my child. And, you know, my husband and I determined long ago, we're not, and this is so hard to say, we're not their friends, we're their parents, you know, and I know we have a great relationship. I mean, my kids come and tell me things that go on in their school life and so forth and so on, and I may not agree 100% with some of their decisions, but. The fact that they're telling me things, I have to say that, you know, I would never have even thought to tell my parents. So, I mean, nothing morally wrong, you know, but just like even things that happen at away games and things like that, you know, I just think like, oh my gosh, Uh, you know, just Lord put a bubble of protection. (laughs) My my children have said that to me. You would just put a bubble around them. Absolutely. I would. Yes you know, bring me that bubble. I, yeah. I, and, and the other thing too, Vicki, I think one of the things we did instinctively was we, we were very careful about friends. My parents started that with me. My dad used to, my, we have a hundred my, of my father's proverbs, we call them, uh-huh. but he would just point to the front door and he'd say, do you see that door? Yes, daddy. I see that door. And he goes, it's not you that I trust going out. It's anybody. I just, other people I trust coming in, you know, and it was just like little things like that. Like, what the heck does that mean? Uh-huh. But when I got to be an adult, I understood what that meant. Yeah. And so I, I praise God for really good homeschool friends. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's perfect. My own kids right. are not perfect, right. but I, I can say we avoided any of the you know, the alcohol or the drugs or the doing anything stupid in all the years they were home, not that they weren't given opportunities, especially with playing sports and you're thrown sure. yeah. in with a lot of different kids. And my kids would say really cryptic things like that person's not my friend. And I would think, well, that person's like, like, I love their parents and they're really mm-hmm. nice. But like, I would hear them invite my kids to do things. and." they wouldn't go. And then later on, I found out what really happened, you know, but I mean, it was like years later, like now, you know, and I would bring up somebody's name. And they're like, yeah, that was a whole bad news situation. So I think, you know, our kids felt comfortable with us. And they knew I'm the stricter of the two parents, you know, and sometimes I'm the bad guy, but it takes them getting into their 20s. I mean, my, my youngest said something, so amazing what every mother waits for it takes about 20 years for those of you listening that are you know still have the 12 and 13 and 15 year olds but he said you know the older I get the more I realize that in the things that you say that I don't agree with when I think about them I find out that you're right more times than not
0: oh my goodness
1: I can be very demanding and I am very opinionated. So I have to be really careful and think before I talk, uh, which is really difficult to do. But I've realized that a lot of times when people say things, it's better to start with the questions. So what you're saying is, you know, which is, you know, sometimes difficult to really clarify what they're trying to get at. And And then you can discuss
0: it. So what uh, what you have done is you have worked to know your children and to humbly submit to what God is bringing out in their lives. But also that such an important thing, like our friend Melanie Wilson at Homeschool Sanity podcast, always says relationship before rules. And you you have built a relationship that is lasting a lifetime with those kids. And that's so important. So I I never have enough time, but Felice, we, we need to get where people can find you. And I'll put links to all these things in the show notes. So tell how to connect with you. Sure. We have a homeschool
1: podcast group It's funny because a lot of times I really push the network more so than any of my own stuff. So Mm -hmm. if you want my books or you're interested in any of that stuff, go to MediaAngels.com. Yes, but we do. I'll send you the links for. um, We have a homeschool podcast group that we'd love you to join. I also have a free character planner that you can use for your family. And we did similar types of things growing up with the kids. I will tell you one time. I would say an entire week and believe me, it killed me. You know, like when you punish your children, it hurts you more than them. Yes. But I ended up taking away the books and said, we're not doing any school until everybody gets along. <laughs> and we worked really hard that week on learning how to talk to each other. I mean, I almost had to do this with my kids that were home from college. Yeah. It was so loud. Yeah. But, you know, it was, it was like, excuse me we you know i like i'm not one of your teammates or because like they're just loud yeah and you're not used to it when they're gone you know so we had to do that and work on whatever that character aspect was like for example i have children who will never help i like something is is on the floor you know and then they walk around it and it's like what about thinking of others so like that was what we worked on that day Just thinking of others. And how are we going to do that? Mike, you're fixing Ann's bed and you're fixing Nick's. Nick's, Nick, you're fixing mine. And they're just like looking at me. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And I said, and if it's not done right, you're going to do it again. And just like that was what we did. And then at the end of the week, you know, we had a family meeting, um, which they were never thrilled with. Family meetings could, because it could last a long time. So (laughs) So anyway, those are available for free um, every month on our website. And then next month is going to be on punctuality. And then every month is different. And then, you know, if you want to ask me a question, Felice at MediaAngels.com. I don't, may not answer exactly that second or find me on Facebook. I'm open to friend requests. And I also want to say, I am so delighted with the High School Homeschool podcast because it really has this wonderful place and I love your hearts you know you really care about helping parents you know with all that you're doing Vicki thank you so much oh
0: thanks and and I'm so glad I would have never thought about podcasting if you hadn't asked and so it's been so much fun these golly I think we're in our third year yeah I was gonna say yeah. at
1: least three because yeah. I came to that conference and said, "Who are these homeschool blogger moms?" <laughs> <laughs> the time it takes yeah. me to write a blog post, I could write four books because I keep yeah. changing and editing. and that's why I love podcasting because you
0: can, you know speak your heart, and that's what I do on vintage homeschool moms. So It is a joy. and it's fun to be in the network together, like we seven sisters love being part of communities. And our podcast community, we really enjoy each other. So thank you, Felice, for being with us today. Thank you, Vic. And we will put links to all of these things, Felice's podcast, Melanie Wilson's Homeschool Sanity, all of the, the different things that Felice mentioned in the show notes. So this has been the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by Sistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. We will see you next week.